is uh, This is Joe Cole. This is Ruben Loftus Cheek, and you're listening to the London, the London is Blue podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode of London is Blue podcast. As your host, Brandon, Joe, my host, Nick, and Dana, we are back again. I know you missed us. I know you're bummed. It was three days. 36 hours, maybe just three hours since you last listened to us because we've had so many pods since the World Cup ended. We are back with the annual holiday mailbag. Uh, I think, Dan, this is this is one you kind of built your reputation off of, if we're being honest. That, that I did or the pod did? You know, it, you. You. Yeah. 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 I, I would agree with that. You know, I really, look, there are times you just got to carry the team. Right. You know, we saw it with Messi in the okay. World Cup. There were okay. periods of times we had to do that. And sometimes you just put the crew on your back. You come up with a good idea and you just make it a part of your game. Like no yeah. look passes. And that's just what I did. 18 years in the making. Uh, right. Well, look. <laughs> and, and the holiday mood is completely eroded. Joy to the world that Dan has come. You know what I'm saying? And and this is uh, largely the pod receive its king. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, you know, hopefully everyone's traveling safe. You know, we know the holidays are stressful. We are a little loopy, admittedly, uh, after the World Cup final and are going to have some fun with this one. These are always fun. So if you submitted questions, we really appreciate it. Uh, we find that people uh, really enjoy these, like, kind of off the beaten path, a little bit more random sorts of episodes. And so... We, we like to do these every single year, um, and, you know, hopefully you guys have fun with it, too, on your travels to wherever you're going. Yes, as Dan wrote, this is our holiday tradition, like a Hallmark movie special with less romance, wooden delivery of lines, and rediscovery of an affection for Christmas. Uh, so... You're in for a treat if you have not heard. Well, I'm sure, look, no one's like brand, brand new. It's like the Thanksgiving mailbag. You really don't know what you're going to get. So uh, thank yourselves. This is going to be a ride. Before we do that again, uh, gentle reminder, Dan, we are going to London. We would love it if you came. Even as we record, orders come in. Uh, we are excited to see the names roll in, and we would love it if their name would roll in too. Yeah, look, uh, you know, we're making a list. Uh, we're checking it more than once because it's international travel. And, uh, you got to check that shit way more than once. Uh, but we want to make sure that uh, you're on the list. If, if you'd like to go see Chelsea play Dirty Leeds, Dortmund, maybe also come see the Chelsea women take on Brighton. And you would want to potentially have your hotels and tickets all bundled into one nice and tidy price that you could tell people, friends, loved ones, or holiday gift cards that you might be getting from friends and loved ones. You could apply those to the, uh, this as well. But it's a $500 deposit. Uh, there's payment plans available. There's limited spaces. We're getting close to, I think, about almost 40%. If a couple of these people I've been talking to pull through, maybe 50%. And so uh, on a soft cap that we have. Uh, so just, uh, you know, there there is still time. But, you know, time is also a, a limited uh, resource. And so uh, don't don't wait too long. But uh, yeah, uh, links in the description, and uh, you should join us in London because it's a really great time, and we're gonna have a we're gonna have a fucking ball, man. It, I'm every time we talk about it, I am more and more pumped. I was looking back at old photos. We talked about the fact that maybe the women would potentially be playing in the Conti Cup final, which would be a trip to Selhurst Park, and that awesome like craft beer cave that we went to that one time. If it's still there. That is absolutely where we'd be going for pre-match drinks, too. So, like, we already know the plans that we would have if the variables change. And we're excited that we, we can share that knowledge and that love and that, uh, that experience with you all. Tons of extras. 
Uh, we'll do live pods. We'll do all sorts of stuff while we're there. We'll go out for many a beverage, do a meal, do something fun. So, yeah, get on in. All right. We will see you on the other side of the pond, which we're super excited about. Again, $500 deposit. Uh, saves your spot. Payment plan available. And spaces are limited. Check out the links in our description to get more information. All right. We are going to take our break. When we are back, though, I can't believe how we're kicking this off. Anyways, thanks to the sponsors. Sorry you're connected this one. We'll be right back. If you're bored of the US Netflix, why not just take it for a spin in the UK? Using NordVPN and a click of a button, you can do just that. No need to travel to Japan for your favorite anime when NordVPN brings it right to you with over 5,000 plus server options. No show is out of your reach. Using my link, nordvpn.com forward slash London is blue, you can receive a huge discount on a two year plan plus one free month. We all love to binge, but look, privacy is a big deal too. NordVPN keeps your information encrypted so you never have to worry about your IP or location getting out. They've also doubled down on keeping you safe with their new threat protection feature. Say goodbye to intrusive website ads and malware. Even if you download an infected file, threat protection kicks in and deletes it before it makes a mess of your computer. Don't forget, there's literally no risk when you use our 30-day money-back guarantee. Give it a try, and if you like it, great. If you don't, they'll issue you a refund. You can pretend the entire situation never happened. Check out my link again. That's nordvpn.com forward slash London is blue to get your subscription started today. All right, guys, here we go. Mr. Thurman. Anytime you see Thurman's name at the top of the script, you have to wonder what did we do to get in this place He's absolutely delightful. He wants to know about gifts for Graham. He said, if you could gift Mr. Graham Potter anything, what would it be? Dan. Well, I would like the gift of health to be bestowed upon not just Graham Potter, but the entire Chelsea team, particularly after the World Cup or players who are still nursing injuries, trying to get back to full fitness. So a, a little twist of a magic wand and a fully fit team and potentially an improved medical department to go along with it as well. I think that that would be a phenomenally, you know, some of that's magical, but the other part, the improved medical department is a very realistic and obtainable thing that we could get Graham Hodder to make his life and all of our lives as Chelsea fans that much better because uh, maybe we wouldn't have so many reoccurring injuries or nagging problems that seemingly persist from time to time, Nick. But uh, you, you had a different suggestion, so I'll let you run with yours. Yeah, if I was going to give Graham Potter anything, it'd probably be like Jelly of the Month Club be, because it's a gift that keeps on giving, Clark, you know. Um, but I think other than that, which would be a tremendous gift for anybody on your list, uh, a midfield would be super helpful <laughs> for this team, um, whether that be healthy midfielders that we have or new additions that we would potentially add. Either one works, you know, either one works for me. Uh, I think when this team has uh, shown strength in midfield, we played some of our best football this year. And when they have not, we have not. So it's pretty simple for me, Brandon, a midfield. Yeah, no, I mean, those are very practical. I get it. My thing was just like uh, some time. <laughs> like We've so, been off. Yes. Like, it, it, I feel like we're people, Chelsea fans can come back and just like, claws out you know and uh i just hope he gets a little bit of time uh so we can actually see what he does um 
you know, this this team won't slide like an Arsenal or United. Uh, we've seen it happen. We've slid and we go on to win Champions League and bounce right back. So let's give him the time. We made the decision. Uh, he's proven he's even in the discussion for England national team manager. So like clearly there's some value with this guy. Let's just see what he can do. Uh, next one from Iron Beagle says, if you could handpick a sleeve sponsor to replace whale fin, don't know why we need to do that. Uh, what would it be? How many mugs would you need to sell for the answer to be L-I-B-P? What did they sign up for? 20 million for a bunch of years for the sleeve sponsor? About 25, yeah. So 20 million divided by <laughs> eight. I think Nick did the math already. <laughs> It, it's a lot of mugs, <laughs> okay? Uh, our, you know, the mugs are at 11 bucks a piece. You know, so I, I went with a, a casual 10 million mugs, um, whatever. I, like, I I think I, I love the look of a Coors logo on a Chelsea shirt. So I'd love to see Coors resume their, uh, their, their naming rights on our shirt. And maybe we'd have a silver bullet while we were over there. <laughs> what a tasty treat. You think it'd work on the sleeve? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. All right, Dan. Look, I think you go full tilt, hard American on all the sponsors as hard as you can. I think you go to Yum Brands, which you don't know if Yum Brands is. Yum Brands is the collection of KFC, Taco Bell, Pizza Hut. And you, you just, you know, you out Pizza the Hut, you live uh, Las Moss, you know, fourth meal, you just get it done. <laughs> I love that. You, you do the the combo logo, the Pizza Hut Taco Bell com hey man. combo Stadium logo. Stadium concessions sorted. You're a good taco to go. Hut. Yes. Uh, that's disgustingly appropriate. Um, <laughs> you know, look, I, I'm I'm looking for someone who can not only come with dollars but strategic partnerships. Mm. Uh, and look, I don't want another cryptocurrency sleeve sponsor no. that uh, the value of the the token we're going to be paid in is going to be worth less. <laughs> <laughs> two minutes after we sign the deal. Like we don't need that anymore. You know what increases in value though, Brandon, a crunch wrap Supreme. And that is just a fact. Uh, I mean, there's a lot, there's lots to unpack don't, there. Don't question it. It's true. It's just fact. You don't know? need to. Um, you know, I think is it's, it'll never happen because I have Lucas a, but the Gatorade bolt would be pretty cool on the sleeves as well. Oh yeah. So, Ooh, yeah. Uh, and it's like still American, that. but again, they have Lucas a, which is, Honestly, probably owned by the same company as Gatorade these days. Uh, White Lotus, heard of that. Uh, McGleasy says, which character from White Lotus season two or even season one would you like to see come back for season three? I'm I'm bummed about this question because I'm waiting to watch this whole series with my family over break. Mm -hmm. and You're in for a treat. So I'm very much looking forward to it because like Twitter was ablaze last week with the finale and stuff like that. So I am going to go N.A. and I would hope that Dan does no spoilers for me here on his answer. But speak to the people, Dan. Let them know who you want to stay. So I, I like the idea that there's at least one transitional character from a season to a season. And so I, I actually I'm going to disregard. I don't want another player from season one to come back in. We already had that. I want to take a player from season two and give them a narrative arc into season three. And look, I love The Sopranos. It is one of the all-time best shows. And Christopher, Michael Imperioli, has to get another opportunity, another crack of the bat. I thought he was a really good character in this most recent season. There's an opportunity to give him a little bit more of an arc or storyline based upon the how the season ended and maybe what 
did or didn't happen. So in general, I think he'd be the one I would want back. And it's solely because there's also the connection to the Sopranos as well. I just think he's the one hands down. I'm very much looking forward to both of you watching it. So uh, I can make white Lotus references and you would understand. Well, someone who's seen one and a half seasons, um, I guess I could weigh in because I'm knowledgeable. Uh, we watched season one. My wife is just like, Sat, we're like we're watching this like we don't even talk we just sit down eat dinner watch white lotus um for this one for me i again we've done season one we're like just getting to where things are heating up in season two so i'm sure like if i were to finish it i could see something different happening um so i'm glad you said something about a degrasso because i definitely enjoyed them so far um so if i had to go from season one it, it's funny it won't happen but i thought armand was an unbelievable character like his life the twists and turns the way he could like turn a switch and like change i i thought was fantastic for obvious reasons he won't come back uh but i did just want to take a, a moment to shout shout him out so yeah armand anyways we'll continue to move on before nick starts to accidentally connect dots uh mike from ri says if you could gift wrap any transfer targets to chelsea this january who would they be Nick can't make up his mind, but you know we do have Enzo, Enzo, so hey, Enzo or look, Declan targets multiple. I did my job here. I did my homework. I'm all about the midfield. Everyone knows that. Um, Declan Rice, Enzo Fernandez. We talked about this on the World Cup finale pod. Like what a you know what what a midfield replacement that would be. You know, aging Golakante, aging Jorginho, Kovacic, not always healthy. Um, I think those two players in the, in the Premier League would just be excellent. Declan Rice had an excellent World Cup. Enzo Fernandez had an excellent World Cup, both playing well for their clubs. Uh, those would be the ones I would focus on first and let anything else come thereafter. Jude looked good. I think he would do really well from a midfield, but I do understand you need that scrappy uh, defensive uh, general to just clear things up and let the attack do their thing. Uh, watch, we're going to say all this stuff, and then Jorginho's going to come back and have an amazing six months because he hasn't been doing anything. Uh, you can't really trust Kovacic, though, because he's continued to play in a crazy amount of minutes, and Golo's nowhere close to being fit. So there's just like this weird world where it's like we complain about it enough, and then it just isn't an, an issue. But, uh, I mean, that's that has to be the one spot we're at. I mean, you can say now with the cruciate ligament to Armando Broglia that – you need someone up top again like that. Now, again, we were one injury away from it being an issue. It's an issue, even if you're putting Kai up there again. So Kai and Aubameyang, it's all down to them to score goals, it seems like. Well, my suggestion was, in addition to Enzo, I think you pay for the express shipping option and you get Nkunku here as quickly as possible so that he can be involved from January. I think that's the thing. If I could gift wrap a transfer target, it's one that's done. Like, just move forward the delivery timeline. Just drop that thing down. It's like goes from $0 to $100 million. You're like, mm, is it worth it? Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> How much is champ getting in the Champions League again every year worth? That much extra. Quite a bit, it turns out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm just glad, glad to hear his injury wasn't too crazy, by the way. I know everyone's fearfully. Yeah, being an MCL sprain versus yeah. a 10 ACL. week yeah. return date was him. Yeah. So he'd be able to participate. Um, I scrolled down. Sorry. Uh, 
Oz Stutz says, if you could give one trait to a Chelsea player, who would it be and why? Traits such as pace, accurate long-range shooting, composure, etc. This is just kind of like a wild, open-ended thing um, because there's just so many traits and things like that that go to the player. Um, I, I think it would be interesting to hear, but um, uh, Nick, obviously yours is, is, is quite specific. Yeah, because I've talked about this and beat it to death on the pod, and I will likely have to continue to do that through the end of the season. Pick a forward player. I don't care if it's Raheem Sterling, Christian Pulisic, if it's Kai, if it's Yang. Pick a forward player. The ability to finish clear-cut chances is the one trait that I would give at, at a commensurate rate to their skill level and their salary, right? All of these are well-paid uh, players who play for their national teams. We need to finish clear-cut chances more than any other team I could remember. I, you could make the argument to me, but Nick, we don't create enough chances, and maybe that should be your thing. Fair enough. I, when, a, when a ball comes into the box and there's a clear opportunity, I want that in the back of the net more often than it's currently doing. So that is what I would do. Pick any one of those players up top. I don't care. That's what I want. Those are good. I, I like that. I it sparked an idea in mind that I hadn't been thinking about, but I think if you wanted to take one of our midfielders and make them to me, it was going back to midfield and trying to figure out how do you take one of our existing midfielders and make it a complete midfielder because everybody is like part of the, a few of the best parts of like what, if you merge them all together would make them an ultimate midfielder. And so I think you could go one of two ways. You could either give extreme physicality to Jorginho <laughs> so he could actually be a true DM like it'd be, it'd be incredible. <laughs> Get him yoked, completely yoked. <laughs> the game, like incredible gains for 2023. Or you give like the 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 hunter precision shot, like whatever attribute of FIFA to Kovacic so that he is just absolutely able to hit the back of the net at a much higher rate than he does currently, because then he is also a complete mid- midfielder. And so Either of those. I would take either of those if it was available as an option, Brandon. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what it goes down to, right? It's like, what's the one thing you'd give everybody? Unlimited goals. That is the thing that just wins games. So again, it's, you know, pick pick your poison. Do you want it to be Kai to score the goals, Mason to score the goals, Kovacic to score the goals? Like, shit, let's let Trevor have a 99-99 shot. Like, if he can hit him in from 40, like, we're good. It's just overwhelmingly somebody needs the goal juice. You you wouldn't pick goalkeepers kind of playing at an A-plus level when they haven't no. been for a while? No, because if you can score six goals in a game, who cares? <laughs> like, it, the game is that simple. Score goals. And we don't do it right now. It's it's brutal. Um yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I'd be open to other people to see, but, you know, goalkeeper's already great. I mean, what more can you do to him, Nick? So, I don't know. Mm. All right, we're going to take our ad break. When we're back, though, we're jumping right back in. Uh, <laughs> interesting. Uh, I didn't think that uh, Ronaldo would be right at the top of, of our ad break, but we will be back after a message for these sponsors. 
All right. So again, uh, nothing like uh, teasing Ronaldo, uh, name dropping before the break. But G Page 08 says, how do you support the club if they were to bring in a player with the character issues of a Ronaldo? Well, unfortunately, Garrett, um, he is on the market. He is not tied to a club. Uh, this is a thing that when it first was announced, some Chelsea fans were discussing back and forth. So Nick, it's not like this is the most hypothetical situation it's something that i guaranteed based on the summer semi-pursuit of ronaldo is at least crossed todd bully's mind yeah I, th- this one in particular is difficult for a lot of people because in addition to ronaldo basically melting down over the last handful of months from like a, a teammate perspective and like a, a character you know at, at manchester united perspective and doing that interview with Piers morgan and all this crazy shit he also has had some pretty serious allegations of sexual assault levied against him in multiple places. And like, there's some other things that are, are difficult about this one. So I, I think it, depending on which angle you take here, that's all I'm saying. It could be a, a really uh, a tough one to, to manage, but uh, there are ways to, to voice your dissent in a, in a way that is uh, constructive and productive, right? Uh, the Chelsea supporters trust, exists for a reason um, so that they can give feedback to the board. Um, there is a shadow board uh, at Chelsea now with the new ownership that I think is, is useful. And even if you're in America and just like, you know, Chelsea in America does have direct lines of communication in the Chelsea football club. You know, I think if there is a strong enough, well thought enough uh, point of view, then you should voice it and you should feel confident in, uh, in, in what your opinions are. It doesn't mean that it's going to change anything, unfortunately. I mean, it just means that you would have drummed up enough, you know, noise potentially to have it be perhaps a little bit uncomfortable uh, and for the club to have to answer some really difficult questions, which they probably would with this signing. I You know, playing style and, and all that stuff alone, I think it's going to be challenging. He's This is not the Ronaldo of old. This is an old Ronaldo now. And so there's a lot of different stuff to, to, to bring forward here, but you know, I would just say there are, there are official vehicles to lodge feedback on. And that's where I would start. Yeah. I, I don't think like anybody wants character issues, you know, in their club, you know, fans is, is best as we can. Right. We are hoping that, you know, you get stand-up players that want to play for the club and, and, you know, act in a certain way. So I don't think anybody wants to, you know, do the Ronaldo conversation. What happens, though, is athletes, celebrities, people of wealth always end up in these situations where maybe they get away with things that normal people don't. And so they do get these situations. You know, Marcus Alonso has a terrible you know, past with with the uh, the incident in Madrid as well, where someone died. Like, un- it it unfortunately is is probably more common, maybe, or it's just more publicly facing. And so sometimes these bad character issues or things come out to to light. But in a perfect world, Garrett, you you wouldn't have to worry about it. I don't I don't think anyone that is even remotely interested in Ronaldo is because of his personality. It's purely for what he can do on the pitch. And some people can remove the athlete from the person, the artist from the person, the celebrity from the person. But I think a lot of us struggle with that. Well, I would also say that your, your point's really well taken. There is a, now a new board uh, and a new um, football people in who should be able to do the vetting on any targets, right? Character vetting, 
um, is a part of signing someone to a massive contract. Like it's an investment. Like you, you invest in a player for a certain amount of money, Dan, uh, you better be damn sure that they don't have a crazy pass that's going to come back and bite you. And, um, like I would hope that that level from, from Vivelle all the way down now is, is being done ruthlessly that we figure out anything that that's going on. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to put out big dollars for a major player, go again, we talked about this in the world cup pod, go after an Mbappe. Like, go get someone who is, like, super talented and young and not at the end of their career and with all this other baggage and drama and complete ability to destabilize what you're trying to build with Graham Potter. Like, the the worst thing you could do is add, a you know, to, to, touch, to touch the live wire. Bringing Ronaldo into Chelsea is touching the live wire. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah, well, fun, fun road ahead. Hopefully we don't have to deal with it. Um, Mr. Thurman back in the script says top three Christmas movies. I'm terrible at this. Dan, I feel like this is in the script every year. Is it not? I've seen your answers before. I think it is. I mean, people, people like recommendations and you know, I mean, look, I think it's a good opportunity to reassess though, because maybe you were introduced to a new movie. Maybe you connected with a, a new film, you know, maybe Brandon, you've been introduced to some Hallmark classics this year, uh, in your <laughs> first year of marriage that you're getting uh, up to speed on. I don't know. Just Who told knows? you were watching Who White knows? Lotus. So clearly not. Uh, I didn't say it was all you were watching. You just said that, that you have watched that. Um, look, uh, Muppet Christmas Carol clearly has to be one of them. Uh, Jingle all the way. Uh, love the, the campy <laughs> Arnold element there and Die Hard because Die Hard is in fact a Christmas movie. Uh, screw the haters. Uh, it's one of the best. So yeah. Um, look, I, I went with a different select. So it's good that we're, we're doing different selections there. There isn't consensus. Uh, Home Alone classic from my childhood i love home alone as a, as a christmas movie i have to interject i did see a tweet today that said uh today the world cup final was the it was the first time a McAllister has had that much space since kevin was left behind <laughs> that's really good actually that's fantastic well done um second Christmas Vacation, I think widely considered to be the goat of Christmas movies across generations. Uh, Chevy Chase in his prime, uh, just an absolute delight. And then I'm going to throw a little bit of a wild card at you with The Holiday. I think it was from like 2006 or seven. Yeah. Prime, prime Cameron Diaz. Oh, six. Prime Jude Law. Uh, Kate Winslet's in this one, too. Uh, very funny. Jack Black's in it um, as as a young Jack Black. It's uh, that dude's aged terribly mostly but uh but he was this young buck so um that's a really good one and i will say for for those who are suffering through the hallmark christmas movies uh if you would like a little bit of levity um max the very good boy on instagram does fake uh incredible uh, fake uh whatever hallmark christmas movie scenarios and they are uh, Chef's kiss. Uh, I send them to uh, my friends who watch these all the time as jokes. So there you go. Well, my, my mom is a, a huge fan of those uh, those type of movies, and uh, I did uh, use ChatGPT to create a, <laughs> a Hallmark movie script uh, for her. Yes, and I I did it based upon like, hey, I wanted to be Seattle based with um, examples of Seattle landmarks. I wanted to be about a barista. And like generate me a total movie like outline. 
And it uh, ended up with a, a barista in love, a Seattle Christmas, where the main character is trying to win a uh, like a decorating competition and falls in love with her adversary in the competition. That's brilliant. You got to put the script online, man. You get that we could be making money as, with the with the media empire we got here. Good lord. <laughs> I so I I don't know. I pulled up a nice little list, right? When it's like Spotify. I don't put together my own playlist. I ask them to tell me what to watch, just like Netflix. Apparently, Fandango gave some of the top ones. They said Home Alone was the was the top one that millennials plan to watch. Elf, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, little Jim Carrey. Die Hard was on there, and Santa Claus, Tim Allen. Yeah, Santa Claus top is good. Five. Santa Claus is good. National Lampoon's was six. Christmas Story seven. Love Actually eight. Polar Express nine. It's a Wonderful Life ten. Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street eleven. Gremlins twelve. <laughs> Gremlins. Oh, man. <laughs> Scrooge, 13. The Holiday, 14. And then Bad Santa, 15. So not all of them you'd watch with your family, but still some options. <laughs> Bad Santa made the list. What an incredible <laughs> yeah. thing that is. Good yeah, Lord. which you could obviously roll into the sequel if you wanted. Uh, Mr. Six says, what do you see as success for Chelsea this year? Knowing what we know now, example, revised season predictions, expectations. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Brandon, we know too much. I wish I knew less. I really do. I wish types were simpler. Um, you got a new manager. Remember, we made those predictions coming off a miserable preseason. Mm -hmm. um, then Graham Potter, we went on a run, and then we stumbled. So it's been a very, very weird season. I don't know if I would change success. I mean, maybe, right? New manager. So do you hold Tuchel to a higher standard than Potter? I mean, I, I went with some stuff, and you guys can pick it apart if you want, but... Uh, I just kind of wrote down a couple of bullets here. Um, one is I, I want this team to define a style of play. I feel like we don't have one right now, and we haven't had one for you know, basically since the Champions League run. I don't really know how we play. I don't know what we're trying to do. I think having a defined style of play, having a consistent kind of formation and, and consistent personnel for a little bit to develop that style of play is critical. So I think that's one thing. I think beating the teams that we should be beating is a critical part to any sort of top four challenge this year. Um, and then of course, you know, having a real go at your cities and Arsenal's Liverpool's whoever, I think you got to beat Dortmund in the round of 16 and get to the quarterfinals minimum in the champions league, which I think is, is doable. Um, I think getting all of the football personnel recruiting staff, director of football, sporting director, whatever the hell we're calling them. I know there's going to be a big blowout special on that. Getting them settled in for a big summer is going to be critical. Have everyone on the same page, everyone singing from the same hymn book. Uh, I would like to see stadium renovation plans at Stanford Bridge announced by the end of the year, uh, which I think is critical for the club. And then finally, declining whatever the European Super League becomes next. They were handed a really tough ruling in court last week that basically narrows their their scope for what they could or could not do uh, in challenging um, some some European law to, to have the Super League go again. But decline that shit straight out like you promised, Todd, in your in your ownership uh, kind of pathway and make that known to the world that we're not going to be a part of that. 
Those are the the characteristics that if I were to you know shape a successful second half, Dan, that's what I would do for the men's side. The other items that I would add for the men's side is take advantage and play some of the talented individuals who are pressing up against the first team, Hutchinson, Hall, who might be worth more time than players who are running down their time here, whether that's two years, one year. Uh, I mean, you can start to see players who potentially don't fit in the future of this team. And you can see players who may, if given the opportunity, do a little bit more for us right now than their senior compatriot in the team. I think that's probably the one thing that I would hope we'd be a little bit more bold with in terms of how do we get that true 11 or true 18, whatever you want to call in terms of size, getting to understanding what that is and who, who Potter is going to rely upon is something I would really like to see between now and the end of the season. I think everything else you said, UCL getting to the quarterfinals challenging. And I think you need to secure top four. I know that it doesn't seem like that is a hard and fast. You have to do this, but we know in terms of recruitment, it's going to be an important part. We know in terms of funding, it's an important part. And so you just got to, got to push for this one. Uh, and to, you, you likely will be out of the FA cup and will be out of the Carabao cup very quickly. And so you'll have less games on your calendar than some of the other teams who might be going further, who you're competing against for a top four spot. So that that's where I'm at, Brandon. Simple top four and figure out your players. Who do you trust? Who do you not? Right. This is a season of transition. I mean, geez, they bought a bunch of players in the summer. He needs to figure out who he trusts, who he can rely on, and move on so they can be decisive come the summer. If you get top four and you figure out who you can trust or not, all right, we're in a good spot. That means next summer, but Bully's, Bully's going to go after exactly who we want, none of this transition. Uh, Gabriel says, which state would you kick out of the union and why? Now, this is rude. This is brutal. And because you brought it up, Gabriel, I'm saying North Carolina. See ya. Oh, my God. Really? Ask right? and you, you went, shall receive, Gabriel. You just went right at the guy. Yeah, you had to. You got to check him sometimes. Wow. He's sinister. Wow. Okay. North Carolina, you're gone. Sorry, Tar Heels. Uh, you're, you're out. Uh, this is the easiest question of the whole bunch. Like, it's not even a debate for me. Florida is the worst state in the union. Go away. Just... We'll saw you off the end. And if we could do an exchange for Italy, you guys are about the same size. That would just be tremendous. I think I would like to just just do that swap. Uh, I know that, Dan, you're a former resident. I was born there. Uh, it is a mosquito-infested, alligator-infested, boa constrictor-infested, weirdo place that uh, we could do without. And uh, if you live there and you're like, fuck you, Nick, that's for you. Uh, look. Nick Saban and his rule has gone on too long. We just need to get Alabama off the board. Completely destabilize the program. Get him out of here. I know they were fifth overall this season. Somehow <laughs> they were the still years to going go at to Nick Saban. <laughs> this was not Look, it. They were somehow in the running to okay. be a part of it. And we know that they're expanding the field in the coming years. So you know what? His reign of terror will not end unless we get rid of the entire state of Alabama. 
do it. Hey, how far am I going to have to scroll to see uh, how how low Alabama or Florida State are in in their world? They're not going to. Uh, I mean, are you going to find Iowa State any higher? I'm not the one who's making a college football argument for axing the entire state. It's really we, we important. Are, we are thirteenth. Uh, we play Oklahoma in the Cheez It Bowl. Who knew? On the 29th of Orlando. Go on the uh, Cheez It Bowl. <laughs> In Orlando. <laughs> All right. A, a mini lightning round here from Mike from RI again says, what's your favorite Chelsea gift that you've received or given? Uh, I got a flag with the Union Jack uh, behind it on the Chelsea one. That was pretty cool. A lot of people asked me where I got it. My brother got it for me when he swung through there after uh, a summer trip. So that's pretty cool because you can't really get it anymore. Um, yeah, that's mine. Yeah, I, I got a 2012 um, Champions League kid after we won which uh was incredibly special and it's sad that i am now too fat to fit in it um but uh yeah that when i when i opened that one that was a like oh that's awesome you know type of moment that's the best i ended up getting gifted the uh same ball that was used as the ball on the pitch when we won in porto for my father-in-law and so uh, i have that as uh something in my office area a so, replica damn a replica ball yeah. yeah yeah nice uh what's your favorite christmas tradition we'll go reverse so dan uh i think it's probably watching uh an inordinate amount of holiday movies over the month and uh you know eating way too many cookies and uh baked goods fair yeah my family's super chill now uh, you know my sister and i are uh, we don't live in Omaha anymore, obviously. So we we go back to Omaha for the holidays. We don't do gifts anymore, so we actually do uh, charity donations as gifts now, which is really cool and fulfilling and fun. Um, but our family, we just drink and eat and play board games and watch movies now, and it's fantastic. Like I'm I'm very much looking forward to the break. We have our family friends come over or we go to their house. We alternate. Uh, we grew up together. So they used to live across the street from us. Then they moved and we've just always stayed in close contact. They're essentially our second family. So yeah, uh, there's a lot of sequence and shit talking that goes down. We're bringing up some different games as well. So we can, um, um, you know, diversify that. And there's usually some um, some drinks to be shared. So yeah, it's, uh, it's just a good time to like refill the, the emotional tank with, with family and loved ones. So yeah, we really like that one. And then what's your go-to Christmas bevy? Uh, we'll go wild card and start with Nick in the middle this time. So I make homemade Bailey's every year. It's not what it's uh, called. For gifts for people. Um, it is called Verlaley's as we all know. Um, so I do that, um, which I love because it's like the only time of year I would drink Bailey's, right? You don't really, it's not a, you don't go out on a hot summer day and order a glass of Bailey's. Uh, so you do that or I, you know, because we've been to London and been to the Christmas markets, I really love mold wine. I, I really do. I, I have a good time with that. Again, it's a very holiday, uh, ish drink. And if you make it at home, your whole house smells amazing. So I would highly encourage that. Hmm. Um, we were at uh, a Christmas, you know, big exhibit in the uh, minor league uh, baseball stadium in St. Paul last night. It was it was eight degrees. Uh, we wanted to get, we wanted to do something. It was miserably cold, uh, so we rocked up to the concession stands, got uh, apple cider with uh, Fireball whiskey in it, and that was delightful uh, in yeah. the time. Um, so, you know, uh, I like dark beers as well. So I do a lot of stouts and, um, that's usually a good game changer for me to, uh, to warm up bourbon. It's not just for Christmas. 
It's great at any time of the year. <laughs> but you know, like it just uh, like a, a bourbon, nice rock, good pour, warm, fuzzy on the inside. Feels good. All right. Uh, Bill of Rights says, favorite advent calendar you guys have ever had? I think I got your classic chocolate one one time. Um, otherwise, that we didn't really do them. So I, I'm kind of boring on that one. I don't. I don't do them either, but uh, I did when I was out doing some liquor shopping recently for the homemade Baileys. Uh, Casey Beer Co., which is a German beer company in Kansas City, a delight. Um, they they did a a beer advent calendar. This thing is fucking huge, like it is massive, and they put it together. I desperately wanted to do it, but I was like, I don't drink that much at home by myself to like justify that. It would just be a big commitment, so I'd have to figure out how to do that in the future. But it looked awesome, so shouts to Casey Beer Co. I have also uh, I have done an alcoholic. <laughs> uh, um a advent calendar. It was a whiskey advent calendar. I got as a, uh, a gift for one year and that was uh, a lot of fun. But you know, the only issue is you start to like stack. It's really hard to like make the time every day during the Christmas season to do a pour. Uh, like, it, yeah. it, it like to, you know, so like you end up stacking them on like, you know, two or three days, like together. It's a big challenge with the advent calendar. The daily commitment is tough. I got to do a whole week on Saturday. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Uh, last but certainly not least, uh, before we get into our our own proprietary ones, Twenty One Watt says, "Which Ted Lasso character would you describe yourself as?" Uh, Daniel, I've got some ideas, but I think I'll let you give your own answer. Don't worry. No, I think the I think the better way to answer it is to have Pay, the yeah, others. Let's do a, a round robin for sure. So <laughs> yeah. let's do it this way. Brandon, you pick Dan. Dan, you pick me. I'll pick Brandon. Go. Uh, Dan is Higgins. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. He's just everybody's Higgins. friend, right? He always tries to do good most of the yep. time. And uh, he just, he's just one of the boys. Huh? Little nudge, nudge gets in there on the convo. So, um, and he's similar dance moves, to be fair. Smart. I mean. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> says creative problem solver as well. So yeah, Dan Higgins. Dan is Higgins. That's You're welcome. Let's see. Um, so Nick is. Gosh, I'm of two minds here. I think there there's a way that you could say say Roy. Like I, th- I think that that is uh, is completely acceptable. You also could say Beard too. Okay. Like. Because I, I think you know you got you got the the mental wheels cooking all the time upstairs the way he does and and I think that that you know the Roy one uh, while he is has a high emotional intellect uh, sometimes the the mental one is not showcased and so I probably would go beard for you because um, I, I think he got more cooking upstairs than Roy does. All right, interesting. Okay, yeah, I, I would guess if there was a poll that Roy would come up pretty frequently for me. Um, that would make sense. But I like the beard reference, too. That's good. Uh, I was caught between a couple for Brandon, too. Uh, I don't know if we have a, a full-blown Ted on, on the show here. Um, but I I think I'm going to go with one that, that will make Brandon happy, which is I think Brandon is our Sam, our Sam Obisanio. I really thoughtful, nice, too too nice, but a little bit of shithouse in there. Just a, no, no, you don't no. see it all the time. You know, just a little bit, you know. The 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 curveball is you could say that Brandon Busby is also Trent Krim from the Independent. Oh, maybe. Ooh, that is interesting. Oh, look, I, he just I, lays it in occasionally and he's like, fuck, mm, this is it. Like <laughs> I was going to go with Keeley. 
personally. Oh, yeah? So, I don't know. Um, all right. So, uh, if we always talk about food for these, so it would be remiss of us not to uh, talk about a Christmas dinner. Um, again, I, I don't know where to start. There's a lot of things here. Um, Maybe just do the main. Maybe just do the main that, that you would prefer. Like the accoutrement comes. That's like a Thanksgiving thing, but everything else, main. Hmm. All right. Well, Dan, uh, how is alligator for Christmas? Yeah, Dan. Wow. Yeah. I remember one of us was born in Florida, FYI. Uh, we, could, we could ask them. Um, so I think the the idea of like a, a roast of some sort is always uh super appealing i think from uh, i think you know you have the the poultry on thanksgiving you go for a little bit more of the uh the red meat when it comes to the holidays and then i some have a pasta like i i really do like when there's some some italian going on in terms of the uh the christmas dinner it's a lasagna could be stuffed shells it's a heavy um, meal <laughs> Oh yeah, red meat and be, pasta. You need to knock yourself out. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Oh, we've done yeah. we've done steaks a couple years as well, which has been mm-hmm. like again, you're just in that you know anything grilled on the day, red meat wise is is super good. Uh, I think we might try. My dad got a we got him a smoker for his birthday last April, so I'm probably oh, yeah. gonna be commandeering that for the three days Brisket. we're there. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I will be going to Costco before we head down to Iowa and just bringing a cooler of meat. <laughs> like that. That's good. Um, yeah, caught, caught between a couple of thoughts. So my mom does things or, uh, does lasagna for Christmas occasionally, which is like the bomb. I love lasagna. And it's like a great Christmas, like big old piece of lasagna. It's awesome. But we also do, um, these are delicious, apple sausage stuffed pork chops. Um, which are utterly fantastic, and they're huge. I mean, these pork chops are massive. They just put so much sausage in these things. Uh, but you do those in the oven, low and slow. You get them really roasty and crispy on the outside, and whew, I'll tell you what, that is a, a hard thing to beat. That sounds, I mean, delicious. I, as being, again, being a Midwesterner, uh, pork chops, yeah, as long as you don't dry on. them out, they are phenomenal. So, so good. All right, last but surely not least, bonus favorite holiday song. It's kind of kind of controversial, you're, like the movies. You're surprised the hell out of me. Yeah, I would have never seen this. Good coming. times come. <laughs> Jingle Bell Rock, man. Play the jukebox in Southwest Iowa with the family. Get every party started. The jukebox. Back in the day, bro. This is a town of 400. The one jukebox you guys had that was awesome. Yeah. We were at the bar as kids because it's the only place to go in Clearfield, <laughs> Iowa. Dan? Uh, it's the fairy tale of New York, the Pogues. Like, it's such a wonderful, like, sad and, you know, uh, sad at times and happy. And, and <laughs> such a wonderful, out. sad I don't know. song. Uh, I don't know. It's sad at parts and then it's happy in others. And it's got, you know, a, yeah, it's not your traditional, I think, song that you think of. It's not like Mariah Carey. You know, number one hit, you know, the day after Thanksgiving, it's the, you know, most played song on the radio. Um, So, yeah, it's one I like. Well, those are cute options, but I'm going to go with the best one. And this This is is a good one. Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC. Come on. I mean, guys, like, yeah, it's an all timer. You forced us into other things by putting that first. It would have been rude if I just said it. 
put myself at the beginning of the list and, and took it from you. So a nice roundabout list there for everybody. So uh, again, I'm sure at this point, you guys are realizing that we are back to regular programming, uh, which means we are uh, what, less than a week, just under a week away from the Mighty Chelsea returning. So we are very excited. Uh, hope you are enjoying the famous CFC collapse with Sam. And remember, you have a double famous CFC this weekend. Oh, Sam is doing the like Chelsea look aheads, famous CFC, Chelsea history pods. CFC Separate Central. Those bad boys. Yeah, that's yes, right. CFC Central. So many CFCs. CFC and Oh, man. Sam is a little Too bit famous, so that's fair. If, if you are new to the program and you're like, hey, I'm committing myself to Chelsea Football Club post-World Cup, pay attention on the 23rd, 24th, 25th, 26th. You're just going to get a heaping helping of little bits of knowledge and history about Chelsea Football Club from all the way at the beginning till current day. Some festive updates, stuff like that. It'll help catch you up in the quickest way possible. And then 27th, baby, we're back. Bournemouth. Let's go. It will be here before we know it. So again, I hope you are listening to this on your way to family and loved ones and getting ready to enjoy a long holiday weekend. Uh, but don't forget, content doesn't stop just because you're not at work. So we'll uh, continue to bring it for you as we ramp up big time to the return of the Chelsea. Until next time, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high.